Morvan looks for a report card of rate my service and <laughs> it's not seeing any. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Today I'm sitting here with a familiar group around the table. We have Rengar, we have Morvan, we have Gorgon Bort and we have Barnabas, our highest level group. Do you guys have a group name yet? No, we were just discussing that the other day. <laughs> Javelin and the other not as important yeah. weapons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the, um, the Javelin and the boys. It's like John Lennon and the Ringo Stars. <laughs> so because we have our characters back just to familiarise our viewers with who you guys are, because they've listened to some other people since then. Let's go with class and race. And the question that you guys can answer is, if your character was a dessert item, which one would they be? Who wants to go first? You can roll for it, because this is shit for everybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let's roll for it. <laughs> yeah, roll, roll for it, go. Uh, I am Morvan Orthronos, a high elf wizard, level five. If I was a dessert item, I'd be sprinkles because it's so varied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gorgon Bort. Uh, I'm a half orc and I'm a barbarian. If I was a dessert, I would be a uh, vanilla slice because I like them. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> fucking reason for them. <laughs> uh, I'm Baron Barnabas, a Goliath fighter level five. And if I was a dessert, I'd be uh, a jawbreaker because it's layered. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, dear. And uh, last but not least. I am Ranga the Moonlit and the only multi-classer in the group. we got a high elf ranger three rogue two. I think I'd be salted caramel because he's a- he's Extra a salt. <laughs> only, only when pissed off. Yeah, that's, so that's he, a mature is, person's is, is, dessert. Is, is salted, as, the, as the oldest yeah. member of the group, salted caramel a dessert, or it's just like a topping. Salted caramel ice cream. So you guys have a very sordid history with some very evil individuals in the land. You last we left off, you guys just ejected from a uh, spirit bound tome, and we're going to pick up right there. As you guys are pulled from this novel, no, this tome, you guys. Look around the room and you can see that there are bookshelves that just line the actual exterior of the room. You can see large arced windows that have these billowing curtains that seem to be about as tall as a, as a two-story building in, its, in itself. You look up to the ceiling and it's extremely high and you can see this large candelabra just sort of sitting there lit. And as you look outside, you can see that it's probably just hitting on to uh, dust, this orange light permeating through the the window. As each of you look around, you can see your companions equally stunned and equally shafted onto the floor. And in front of you, you can see Siraj Saharis, the staff mage of the Wasonia Institute of Arcana. As you look at her, you can see dark braids of curly hair set up across dark skin. You can see gold bangles and pieces of jewelry that adorn her person. And you can see she's wearing these illustrious robes. She holds a book and she holds a very ornate black staff that you can see is made almost of onyx that shines up through uh, the, the remaining light. And as she looks down towards you, you can see there are some, some soft wrinkles across her eyes, but she does have uh, a very pretty face. As she looks down towards you all, she says, and she looks a, a little bit taken aback. 
uh, and you can see this, the staff's in front of her ready, and she says, Hold your ground, do not move. We have much to discuss. Please, tell me. Your names. Rengar just looks up as he's pulled down these. It says, uh, Rengar the Moonlit. Roll an insight check. You're not sure what the demeanor is or the change, but from going from don't move, she immediately says to you all, Stan, please make yourselves comfortable. You must have been through a lot. Your companions, and you go through and tell them, uh, tell her your names. She gestures you over to these large purple couches that you guys sit on and the softness of these and the pillows that are upon them is just, it's a comfort after the ordeal you've been through. Looking around, Morvan, you are very excited to see all of the books and that smell of parchment, that library smell hits your nose. And as you guys are looking around, she sits down and says, you must have questions, as I do of you. Who are you and where are we? I am Siraj Saharis, the staff mage at the Wasonia Institute of Arcana, and you are currently in my quarters at the Institute. More broadly, you are in Cadmia, on the plain of Kalimvor. You are from Kalimvor, correct? Yes, yes, we are. Mm. We are, we've been on a recent journey. A lot's happened since. Who, who is in charge here? Well, here at the Academy, I'm in charge. However, there are many deans that uh, oversee their various faculties. As for the city of Cadmia, that is the uh, the secret lord and the open lords. They reside over politically, but you're out of their jurisdiction. Can Morvan ask, uh, what of capital? She says, how long... Do you perceive that you're inside that tome? Couple of days, isn't it? Would be a day. Yep. Wouldn't that? Can we get it all done in a day? If that. Well, we did have a long rest or two, so maybe two or three days. She looks over you all and she says, Capital was subject to an event known as the Collapse. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. We're, we were there after yeah. the Collapse. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, after the collapse, the city, the vacuum of power that was left, it was unstable. Many factions rose up to claim that power and, well, unfortunately, the city was ill off for it. The collectors? They were one such faction. However, the sparrows. they were also a faction. The and city is them? now under Heraclesian control. During the Territories War, the effect of the collapse caused many people to, to evacuate and the tumultuous nature within the city stopped it from having a uniting force to defend against the attack. The Heraclesians took that into their opportunity and it is no longer a city allied to the Empire. Cadmia now stands on the brink. The Open Lords and the Secret Lord are discussing whether we are to maintain our alliance and fight for capital renew our independence as the days of old or surrender to the Heraclesians. Uh, so how do we know you're someone that we can, uh, that we can trust? I understand your, your hesitation and caution is, well, it keeps you alive. 
I, and she moves over and sits down onto the chairs opposite you. She says, I have been granted the position of staff mage by the founders of this university. The staff mage is not only the most dedicated scholar and and mage within the Wasonia Institute, but there is an element that the founders seek in a person's demeanor that allows them to be appointed. I have the trust of five ancient beings. I'm sure that you can attest your trust towards me as well. And if not, I will soon prove it to you. We have very valuable information and we'd need to divulge it quite urgently um, as we weren't the only ones inside the home. She says, yes, it is uh, quite a pleasant surprise to see someone or some people not trying to tear the fabric of space and time apart that has exited this tome. There are many evils within there and having survived, you will provide valuable insight Hmm. to the academy. Looking around, is she the only one in this? She's the only one in the room. Oh, you can roll a perception check. Yeah, what of the room too? Do we notice anything else about? So you are the only one in the room, but you do see what looks like a a steel constructed or a copper constructed owl that's sort of sitting on a perch in the corner and it's moving around, mm-hmm. which is a little bit weird to you. It's almost like a clockwork or a, or a um, metalwork mm-hmm. sort of owl that's sort of sitting roosting, imitating life mm-hmm. uh, at the very least. And uh, you also, with your keen archive mind, see uh, the lights that seem to flick on as the sun starts to go down during this conversation are floating candles throughout the room. So there's an, there's an essence of like arcana throughout this very room as well. Um, you also look around and see that the book that you guys had exited is upon like a lectern and she seemed to have been managing it and that's when you guys were ejected. So she was freely flicking through the book with no... You can assume. Okay. Yeah. If I walked up to the book, would I have a similar... Well, are you, are you going to do that? How is well, actually, I might. I'll ask her. Um, you're, I see you're reading through the book. Did you? Has it been disarmed? When we looked at the book, uh, we were drawn into it. That's how we ended there. Mm. Uh, how are you not being drawn into it? Well, the book is a constant threat. I have to stay vigilant whenever I am perusing its pages. I will pass this uh, research tome on to some of the deans of the colleges for their expertise also. But I have placed some arcane shields around my thoughts as a protectorate, but even so, I am still at risk. It is no surprise that individuals such as yourselves were subjected to this tome's power. Morven is slightly insulted. We look at each other like, (laughs) we just followed our guys then. Sraj, Barnabas. She nods. Why do you trust us as not part of the uh, inhabitants of the tomb? Let's just say I have some familiarity. What familiarity? I have heard of Renga the Moonlit before. I know of your people, Morven and Renga, being from Almira, the sky city above of the High Elves. Your people have come down from Almira and helped Kalimvor, and many of them helped establish this academy. As for you, Master Barnabas, a lot of your people adventure into urbanized areas. I found them to be quite trustworthy. 
she just gives a blank expression to Gorgon Bort. And doesn't say anything. <laughs> Lucky. The javelin is upstanding half orc. And by your word, he has my trust. Barely a crooked back at all. <laughs> he has a strong arm. And a heavy jaw. So when when we were being released from the, the tome, I managed to see a individual, a cloaked individual, feline in nature, tearing what looked to be pages out of the book. This is something I, I feel might be of importance. After some additional research into the tome, we will see the nature of the damage and I will send uh, word to a trusted uh, guild artisan throughout the town, Arden Cassian of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. He will be able to set some of his best adventurers onto tracking down these pages for in the wrong hands, they could have catastrophic effects. Are those pages still active now? Like not as of torn yet. out of the book? the same thing that uh, the book does while they're in the book. We are unsure. I have not seen this tome before, and before you were rejected from it, I had only had approximately a day's worth of study. I believe I've gleaned all I can, and I'll be passing it on to the various deans in what, the future. What of the ruins that this tome was uh, was held in? The Immortal Halls. Yes. Yes. It is now a sunken citadel. It has fallen beneath the earth approximately four years ago me Arden and a fellow adventurer Carmen we got word that uh, a terrible evil was brewing within its halls Morven can attest to that and as a result we knew of this tome being held there by the Sun Soul monks protected for quite a long time but with this evil, we sought to check on them, and in doing so, we found the city in ruin. We ventured through its halls, found the tome, liberated it, but in doing so, we lost a member of our party. Carmen fell, or so it seemed. Until recently, he was sighted trying to get this very tome into my possession, completing the quest that we had been given many, many years ago. See, you must have fallen into this book any time between now and, well, 12 years ago when we were given the quest. We ventured for six to seven years before we could find its exact location. And then Carmen vanished, and Arden and I vowed to try and find him, but were unsuccessful. What of the evil the beings that were in that those halls? Amongst the denizens that once allied themselves with the primordial titan of destruction upon this plane's creation, there are also many evils that permeate through the great gods' wars and many conflicts throughout the age. This spirit-bound tome was the gods' way of imprisoning those forces and keeping... Those that seem to have a, a knack for escaping death at bay. Oh, we may have some more disheartening information. Mm. We it didn't seem so bad to me. <laughs> Morven was quite we, fond of them, to be honest. We have you heard of the end of the yeah? World? We may have <laughs> come across a specific one who managed to 
confuse us. And uh, his name was Delnak, the outcast. Does that uh, ring a bell with you? Roll insight checks, everybody. Uh, Morvan and Barnabas, you look towards her and you can see uh, her usual expression seems to be very well maintained. She's very conscious of the way that she's outwardly expressing, but it falters for a second. You can see like a shock in her face. But as she looks towards you all, she says, I am aware of Delnak. During his time on our plane, he wasn't called Delnak the Outcast. He was known as Delnak Lestrava. And my mentor and the staff mage before me and the staff mage before them spent many years trying to encase that very man inside that tome. But to hear of his escape is indeed disheartening. He's very persuasive. And his ability to <sighs> trick, I would say, and hmm. make it believable was yeah, trickery. Was he is plausible. Is it he the only person that could have helped out? He made them seem like yeah, a villain. Oric was there to to uh, stop the evils from coming out of their cages, so to speak, and. Um, he was wounded by Dalmac, what so it seems, and uh, was unable to adequately tell us of his role. But in his dying, he his eyes told me that he was. Arik was a very astute champion of the Sun Souls. He must have been placed within the tome as a defense against whatever was happening within his pages. It saddens me to hear of his demise, or at least his critical wounding. If there is a way for us to rejuvenate him, the mages here at Wasonia will will find a way. I'd very much appreciate his insights will be invaluable. You look weary. I believe the time for questions are over. If you have any more, I can find the time to answer them for you at a later time. This tome, however, needs to circle its way through the academy. We need to find out as much as we can about it, and indeed these missing pages. We will call upon you for your insights, if it is required. But in the meantime, we will offer you accommodation. We will offer you all the services that Wasonia's Arcane Institute has to offer. You will be esteemed guests. By services, do you mean uh, spell tomes that I can peruse? There are many spell tomes within our halls. The Sanctum Arcanum is... Well, it's a nexus of knowledge. And on top of that, there is also the Mystical Archive. The Mystical Archive is said to have held all of the spells that had ever been cast throughout the multiverse and through all of time. My life goal is to learn as much as can be learnt on the magic arts. I'd be very interested to peruse that, if possible. Roll a persuasion check. The qualities you have shown thus far are admirable, but if we were to let any arcane user enter the mystical archive upon request, well, this plane would not be kept very safe by our mages here at Wasonia, now would it? And she gives you a wry smile. I'm sure in time, if you prove yourself worthy, entrance to this archive will be granted to you. Morven will work towards that. 
let the man read. There are many other tomes, historical in nature and also, uh, well, magics and arcanas that the students are able to access. They will all be at your disposal as well. Excellent. I'll start there. She gives a nod to you all and she says, first and foremost, you must understand that this is a school. There are many young mages here of varying races and creeds. And while they may be intimidated by folks such as yourselves, please keep this in mind as you travel. If you require a guide after some rest, I will send one to your quarters. It'll be the same one that guides you to your quarters this evening. A couple of final notes that I believe are quite important as well is Delnak was not the only one that may have exited the tome. He managed to release a handful of others before we were ejected. I, we don't know who, what, or... She gives a nod and she says, your honesty through this situation is admirable, Renga. We will assess the extent of the damage to the tome in terms of the ripped pages and also the extent of the release. We are at least happy to know that four individuals came out on our side and Siraj stands. And you watch as there's like a mystical glow about her as she stands. And then you hear a knocking at the large arcane wooden doors that seem to um, permeate through the entrance of this beautiful arcane room. You watch as the doors swing open and before you, you can see what looks like a uh, copper looking uh, automaton, basically. You can see that it's very jagged in its make and you can see that it's very plated in its construction. You can see runes that seem to be woven through it and it has this arcane glow in its center, almost like a an Iron Man arc reactor. It doesn't look humanoid in its make. It looks almost geometric, like a, like a magic mirror sort of shape with these two emblazoning eyes upon it. And you watch as it stands and says, May I serve you, Staff Mage Siraj Saharas? And you watch as Siraj says, May you please guide these guests to their quarters? I believe there is some rooms left in the Quanded College. And you watch as he gives a nod and he opens the door and gestures for you guys to leave the hall. She looks at you all and says, Take your rest. All of the questions burning inside your mind will be answered when we know more ourselves. I'm sure this will not be the last time we see each other. As you go to leave Rengar, you feel this arcane presence uh, enter your mind. And it's the voice of Siraj. And Siraj says to you, before you leave Rengar, perhaps it would be prudent to view the whole of Oracles. But what awaits you there may be comforting. And as you turn around to look at her face, she, she just gives you a pleasant smile and a nod. Look to her, make eye contact. A slight nod in that. You catch up with the remaining three members of your party and you can see that this automaton closes the door behind you and he stands up at the ready. You watch as he sees the height of you guys and he's probably about four feet tall, but you watch as his legs just extend to a height of five or so feet. He moves his way over to the Gorgon board and says, we will be going to the Quandred Academy. It is one of our colleges here, one of five. Uh, if you have any questions along the way, please feel free to ask as I am well versed in all of the uh, Wissonian Archive Institute's knowledge and law. Please, this way. And he... Gollum, what shall we call you? 
My name I have not been given. A designation is all that suits. My name is A57. Are you capable of combat, Gollum? Combat is not, well, it's not within my programming. I am a guide. If you would like to... Barbara seems disinterested now. As you look down, he looks at you and says, if you would like me to read you a story to put you to rest, that is well within my purview. But combat, no siree. Can you tell me a story of the Hall of Oracles and its location, just for my knowledge? He gives a pleasant nod and you watch as he... It's almost like a a pre-written program has been activated within this this device and it says the hall of oracles lies within the main promenade of wissonia it is a juncture point for all students and is the housing location for the confluence it is also the place where the previous staff majors are honored by all students Thank do you have any more questions about this hall of oracles none Rengar takes a mental note of its location did you want a detour Rengar? no oh at my own time. Suddenly inspired, Barnas thinks. Are there other golems, Golem, A57, that are capable of combat? Can we call you Borgengort? If that is what you wish to call me, I am happy to be called Borbengort. Borbengort. Answer <laughs> <laughs> my first question. Your first question will be answered. At the Quandit Academy, there is a place known as the Fury Gale. The Fury Gale is a place where students' arcane arts are laid to waste. There are many unstable elements there, including golems worthy of combat. It is where some go to train their arcane arts. Does this suffice? You've been most helpful. There's no cool. armory here. Is there, this is all just books. This is indeed all books. There is no armory at all. However, if it is armory that you're after, perhaps you would like to peruse the greater city of Cadmia, where many armorers are afoot. The forge within the trade wards, in fact is one of the greatest in our continent. The forge being a dedicated temple and also a blacksmith for the ancient god Nekestis. Does this answer your question, half-orc? Yes, it does, Bourbon God. <laughs> he gives a nod and he continues walking the halls. As you guys exit, you get to this uh, circular, what looks <coughs> like an arcane ring. And as you step onto it, it's almost recessed within a circular elevator shaft almost. As you stand upon it, you watch as it drops. The technology that you're seeing in this academy is well beyond what you've witnessed before in Kalimvor. You seem to be dropping at an accelerated rate, and as you look out, you can see that there are windows that seem to be passing you, and you get your first view of the actual academy proper. You can see uh, sprawling fields of manicured gardens that seem to be laid out upon marble-like tiles. You can see what looks like these stone rings that seem to be hovering in the air in a particularly circled pattern that seem to surround buildings. And the buildings itself seem to be made of incredible architecture that are just um, skyrocketing into the the stars now as it is indeed nighttime. You can see most of the roofs are domed and through the courtyard you also see these pillars of flame. There seems to be five of them that seems to converge onto a singular statued point. The statue itself being of a dragonborn individual that seems to be holding up a staff. A similar staff that you had seen Sir Raj holding. As you exit and get to the bottom of this uh, terminal, you begin walking across the, the main thoroughfare 
of Wessonia. And you can see students beginning to meander their way through, all wearing different types of uniforms in different colours, most of them holding spell books. You can see some people converging around a fountain. There's other people practising arcane arts, summoning different sort of elementals or fractals and things like that. You also see a varying group of people like throwing arcane sports balls to each other through this area. You can see definitely a college vibe. As you begin making your way through this area, you pass the large statue of the Dragonborn. You can see he's a very, very illustrious figure. You can see that he's wearing similar robes to what Siraj was. And underneath it, you can see an inscribing in all different languages that seems to say the first staff mage, Gastrum Obek. Blessed by the founders of Wasonia. Does this place uh, seem realistic or is it, um, what does it seem futuristic? Like you said before that we were here for, uh, we may have been in the tome for 12 years, like 12 years might have passed. Is it the technology here, does it seem realistic for that time or am I getting a... Has Gorgonbot ever been to Cadmere before? Uh, Would you say? I wouldn't think so. No. Okay. I'll say roll an intelligence check then. Not 20. Seems like you have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you look at this area, you recall a city uh, being talked about at the various places that you have gone to. Cadma being a ultimate center of learning, but also a distinct trade point. Uh, you also uh, noted that there was a school there that seemed to be the pinnacle of basically arcane technology, a school that had been there for ages and ages, uh, never really interested you, but they seem to be creating some real dope shit there. Uh, so it doesn't seem out of the purview to be during the time period. Like you don't think that 100,000 years have passed, but it's definitely a more advanced sort of setting than what you would be used to, say, in capital or even in the surroundings. Yep. Uh, of the area so you do feel like a little bit out of place and as you look around you can see that that you do get that vibe and that feeling like even your armor seems to be a little sort of um outdated yeah like 1970s mm. as opposed to modern day yeah uh but as you look around through this this area you can see these students just meandering through the courtyard and as you begin moving you can see what looks like a large it almost looks like the taj mahal sort of building you can see three domed structures and some extremely um, arced hallways that seem to move across a large uh, river. And as you begin walking into this area, your footsteps begin to echo onto a marble floor. And you watch as your guide, Borbingort, looks around <laughs> to you and says, Welcome to the heart of the Academy. This is the Sarkhanum. The Sarkhanum is a transport point. As the Wasoni Academy is so widespread... We use arcane means to travel between the colleges. If you have a weak stomach, prepare a vomit bag. He looks towards all of you. Organics such as yourselves are sometimes, I do not wish to be rude, so I will not say. And he begins walking. Speak up, the, Bobby. <laughs> the, the look at you, all of you. Um, you can see within this building there is like a recess that is almost dome-like. Uh, in its nature, it almost looks like a, a like a fishbowl skate in within a skate park, but a lot wider, like a like a dish. And in the center of that, you can see what looks like a desk, a circular desk, and you can see that there are various mages moving around that area. You watch as your guide moves towards one of the mages there and communicates your need. 
He says, I have four visitors to travel to the Quandid Academy. And you watch as she eventually passes you like four of these what look like uh, metallic rods. And you can see upon that metallic rod, there is a symbol of what looks like an elemental on it. And it's very like emblem-esque. And as you guys get handed these, she directs you over to one of the conflux points where you can see there are five portals along the back of this wall. You begin making your way to the one that says Quandid above and you begin walking toward that portal. You can see it's a swirling vortex of red and blue that seems to go into almost like a, a funneled point and you can see it's like moving with arcane force like a twister or a, a jet of water that's going down a plug hole. You look at Borbengort and he says to you, are you ready to traverse to Quandred? Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Right this way. And you watch as he steps through and all of you follow. You get a similar feeling that you got when you were being transported into the book. You get pulled by your belly button and you just start swirling around and it's almost like moving directly through this, this portal. Your eyes go black and then it suddenly flashed white and for the first time you lay eyes on Quandred and you can see that there is one large pathway that sort of leads into a large towering of structures. You can see that they are cylindrical in nature and on top of them you can see what looks like observatory towers basically. The most curious thing about them is the architecture around them seems to look like lapping flames that seem to be moving up the building, but it's almost like constructed through architectural means. You watch as Borbingort says, Welcome to Quandid Academy. Quandid Academy is one of the five colleges that sits within the Wissonian Arcane Institute. Please join me on the Opus Walk. Please take in all of the artwork that you see created by students here at the Wissonia. And you begin walking and through this pathway, you can see various sculptures and statues that seem to be changing elementally, uh, but also some solid ones that you can see made out of like prismatic different sorts of arcane energies. Can we um, re-roll to see if the sickness happened during yeah, the- Yeah, go for it. Roll a uh, constitution save. You come through and you feel like a slight queezing, but then- it settles. You begin walking through this uh, opus walk and eventually after entering one of these towers and spiraling up, you get to what looks like a common room where you can see various different students in the academy sitting. You can see most of them are reading, but they seem to be in uniformed garb, which seems to be of blue and reds. And most of them have like weird hairstyles in your terms. You can see most of them are like permed. There's like ones that look like fire blazing around as well. There's various different races. And you watch as Borbengort moves you directly to one of the doors and says, this is your quarters. Please make yourselves comfortable. If there is anything you require through the night, you may summon me with this device and you watch as this arcane blue light falls within his hand and like opens from a socket uh, within his palm and he hands it to you and it's basically a clicker. As he hands it to one of you, whoever takes it. I'll take it, I kind of want it. And at that, you watch as Borbengort makes his way into the center of this common room where you can see there is a large uh, spire and you watch as one of the arcane <clears throat> doors of it open and he walks inside of it and inside there you can see almost like a closet. There is probably about a dozen or so individual uh, constructs that look exactly like him. And as he walks in, you watch he turns around, his eyes deactivate and the arcane door closes, leaving you outside the door. You guys need to roll perception checks for me. Gorgonbort and Barnabas, you look around and think this is some pretty sweet digs and you don't really care about the opinions of others. Morvan and Rengar, you look around and every eye in this building, student or otherwise, is trained upon the four of you. And there's a, a quiet lull. 
I just asked which room where well, I'm in. I'm going to have a rest. Yep. Uh, so the door, as soon as you say that, the door opens behind you and it opens almost like electronically, like from bottom to top. As you walk in, you can see there is uh, four beds set out in a circular-like room. You've got a window view of the academy and you can see that there is a brazier-like fire pit fire in the center of this room and almost like recessed couches around this uh, circled area. What a crib. Um, immediately upon entering, I just want to do a check to see if I can see any. Just gonna think of it like cameras looking or mechanical objects. Okay. I see. I'll get you to roll either an arcana check if you're looking for magical things that might do that or a perception check if you're looking for mechanical things that might do that. Perception because I'm just looking at something. So looking around this hallway that leads into this circular room, you can see that there are two strips of arcane light that seem to lead across the roof and they just seem to be luminescent. As you look around the area, there doesn't appear to be anything within that would um, serve as a surveillance-like piece of equipment for you. How many other people were around when we walked in? That, that, uh, that There was probably close to myself 20. Myself and yeah. none of us didn't care about 20. Yeah, there's probably about 20, all of them different races, most of them between the ages of like 16 and 25. Have to, have to walk past them to get to our, our room? You already did so. Oh, we did. With Borbengort. Can you get Borbon brought back? He's in your clicker, bro. A couple of seconds pass and you don't think it works, so you press it again and again. <laughs> but you watch as the door opens and as soon as you walk in, you can see uh, Borbon Gort standing there and he says, I did not think I would see you so soon. Please be advised that only one click is required. Noted. Borbon Gort. Yes. This establishment looks like it would provide some food. It does indeed. You rustle some stuff. Would you like me to get some from the Quandit Academy? Or would you like me to get you some from the Tazi Academy, who are famous for their delicacies? Uh, feeling like crocodile. Have you got crocodile? Tazi is, well, it specializes in creatures of a swampen nature. Crocodile will be right up your purview. Let's get some of that. It may take me some time. Can Morven ask where that sanctum was? The general library, not the special library? You're not hungry. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm just curious. The heart of the academy houses entry to the sanctum. It is a level below. Where we are now? No, you must return to the heart of the sanctum. You must traverse back through the teleportation point. And at the heart of the sanctum, you may ask at the desk or the sanctum library. And they will offer you the knowledge you require. To get to the the central hub, may we just enter the portal and then go there? Or do we need something? You you? have been given college access cards. You are able to transport yourselves to the College of Quandid and also the main hub transport point at which we just departed with your current card. Can can you rustle up some liquor for me too, please, Scotch? He looks at you blankly and says, this is an academy of learning. I'm sure you can find it. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> he looks at you and says, "And you, if, if a robot could like <laughs> scorn you, he says, I'll see what I can find. <laughs> And you watch as he makes his way out the door, closes, and you're left to your devices. Is there anything you would like to do before you rest? Can I check the cupboards? Anything in the cupboards so I can... Uh... Gorgon board, you immediately go and ravage every single cupboard. You watch as the doors open, shit gets thrown out everywhere. Uh, roll an investigation check for me. Okay, so as you open one of the main cupboards, in one of them you can see what looks like uh, a set of books. Most of them seem to denote the history of the Wissonia Academy, and they're very generic. Um, almost like you'd find a Bible in a lot of hotel rooms. This seems to be like a a book that is in every room. 
Uh, and then you look towards the next cupboard, which seems to be a very tall one. You open those doors and you can see what looks like uniforms of varying sizes, all in blue and red colours. And you can see there are some puffy adornments on some and you can see that there are capes off of some others. Uh, this looks like a, a uniform closet. You look towards some others and you can see some general snacks. And as you smell some of the food, it's very foreign to you and just weird. Um, I'm going to put on one of those capes. Go for it. You look <laughs> glorious. <laughs> and and uh, is there like any uh, cutlery or anything? Is uh, it, yeah, is it as, like you, a- as you move your way around in a small alcove on the outskirts of this circular room, <laughs> you can see that there is a bench that seems to have some cooking equipment all around it. I'm going to chuck some of that cutlery in my bag. All right. Like a you know couple of spoons. Of uh, as you pick it up, it is all. Uh, a ladle. It's, it's made of silver, and you can see at the bottom it holds the Wasonian crest, and on the flip side you can see it has the um, elemental mascot of the uh, Quandit Academy that you're in. Yep. But it's all silver, which could be excellent, useful. But uh, you just see Gorgonbor open his pack and empty the cutlery drawer <laughs> into it. <laughs> Renga's uh, meticulously doffing his armor and and. Uh, Placing it down, and um, yeah, just placing it. He's gonna gonna clean himself up after all the adventures, and uh, and he's gonna make sure his gear's in good order. Yep, as a soldier would. Yep. So you can see, almost mechanically ordered from position one, two, three, four, uh, Rengar's armor is placed on the the bed, and he's polishing it as the night goes on. Is there anything the rest of you would like to do? Morvin's just gonna review his read through his tombs and. Pretty sure he has Ali already summoned, so he'll yep. just go to bed. Okay. Barnabas, after a few moments, you're actually, it's more than a few moments. It's probably about an, an hour or so. Your food arrives on the platter <coughs> and you can see uh, Borbengort makes his way through his golden hand holding this silvered platter. And as he walks through, he says, your breakfast is served. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Borbengort. Lays it down. You've and you can see yourself. the rest of you smell this. Um, it's almost like roast lamb that sort of hits your nostrils. And as he opens the the dish of this domed sort of lid, you can see what looks like a steamed tail of, of alligator. And you see various different fruits and root vegetables around it. But it looks delicious. Didn't you ask for um, crocodile? Distinctly alligator. <laughs> <laughs> he looks and says. This was a center of learning. <laughs> <laughs> he looks to you and he says. Uh, unfortunately, this would all I could rustle at such short notice. The kitchen, after all, is accommodating student meals as we speak. Just because they both live in a swamp. It's like... <laughs> I did the best that I could. It's like cow and lamb. Can you not see the difference? He no. walks away from you as you're expressing your disgust, but then you get a smell of the garlic butter and you're like... Morvan looks for a report card of rate my service and <laughs> it's not seeing any. Yeah, for good reason. Um, Ranga's going to ask this. Morvan... Uh, May I see the notepad from uh, Dalnak, the one with the curiosities? His journal? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to spend some time with that and okay. see if there's anything that sticks out words-wise and All right. try and make something of it. Um, as you open this book and you get it from Morvan, you see a sly-looking... Uh, Bob and Gort make his way towards you quietly and he looks around the rest of the room and you can see out of a uh, almost forearm cavity, you can see him pull what looks like a bottle out and he hands it to you and you can see his arcane eyes looking directly into yours and he says, if Staff Mage Siraj Saharis asked, this was never given into your possession. Well, thank you. I hope this will improve my rating on the 
Serving card. <laughs> Looks directly at Morvan and like eyebrows cross. <laughs> you'll uh, you'll get a ten out of ten from me. Morvan's still undecided. As he begins to make his way out of the door, you watch as he turns around and he says, "Oh, and Gorgonbord, I suggest returning all of that cutlery <laughs> before you leave. It is of great value, and stealing is not permitted in Masonia." I turn around to my backpack or Cadmia. And on that on that note, and the ladle is hanging out. What did we call him? <laughs> yeah, Bourbon Bourbon Gord. Bourbon Gord. <laughs> um, <clears throat> on that note, is there anything uh, rules of Cadmia that we may require to know? Prior to adventuring around the city, I and have it's no rules within its walls. I may give you a pamphlet of the Cadmian Guard. This is given to many of its new residents upon entry. It will outline all of the basic rules of the city. But if you use your common sense, I'm sure that you will prevail in any aspect of the city that you intend to investigate. That'll be appreciated. Thank you. After Borby leaves, I do put everything away except I keep the ladle well hidden. All right, you I stuff it into your bag. Roll a stealth check just for the... <laughs> I only rolled an eight, but I'm going to use a lucky because we're about to sleep. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, buddy. Yes. All right, so you guys watch Gorgonbord fold this uh, ladle up into what looks like a leather rag and you watch as he puts it in his bag and then like closes it up knapsack style and you can see there is just a... Like it looks like he's housing a, a baton for a relay race. It's just sticking out the side of his bag. Uh, completely concealed, but there is just some evidence of his tomfoolery. Uh, so at that, you watch as the door opens and you watch as Borby leaves. Um, Sweet, oh Baron Barnabas, you go ahead with your meal and roll a constitution check. All right, so as you chew through it, the meat is definitely tough, but the flavors, every bite that you get, the flavors, the flavors are just entering your, your senses. It is an extremely good meal. An hour or so afterwards, however, you feel your stomach start to rumble, but but the feeling passes. Rengar nonchalantly just walks up with his cleaned short sword and just slices a bit of the alligator off. Go for it. Roll a constitution yeah. save. Has a little bit of a tasty Poor taste. check. Uh, the nat 20. <laughs> oh, as a soldier, you used to gruesome eating. You take what you can, but this is actually extremely delicious. And I like to imagine it as uh, Barnabas is just about to put the forked uh, meal into his mouth. You just stab it and take it away from him <laughs> uh, and put it into your own. He just slowly looks at it. So just give him a little pat. Looks good. <laughs> Tastes good. Um, so you watch as he's chewing on that at the end of his sword while he's reading this uh, tome that you recognize to be Delnak's journal and you can roll a investigation check. Okay. So as you begin perusing, a lot of these pages are in arcane jargon, like arcana jargon. Yeah. Uh, some of it's in a different language completely, but the images that you're looking at are confronting. You can what see language. I don't know. Draconic, elvish, an orc. No, it's not a language no, you understand. No. Uh, as you begin flipping through the pages, some of the images that you're seeing is like uh, different forms of like skulls that seem to be pulled apart and anatomically and you can see uh, the body that seems to be open in like a Darwinesque sort of yeah, right. um, medical okay. almost uh, diagram. So that's what you're focusing on as you're turning through and you can see that there are also diagrams of different sort of spell components and that's what you get basically yeah. from your first sort of glean through. Really not for me then. I was sort of trying to make sense of a um, like, like a, a pattern or something yeah. maybe that's in there but it could just be a general oh. notepad basically. I just... Yeah. Pour myself scotch, put the yeah. notepad back to Morvan. Morvan, here you go. Well, as uh, I'm flicking through spellbook, I finished that one just 
my spellbook as that comes back and I might do my own flick through. Okay. Roll your investigation check. I'll say roll with advantage because you've had this book on your person. You've reviewed it before. So, okay. So as you look through this book, a lot of it is talking about the ability to extend one's life mm-hmm. through decreasing that of another. Okay. Uh, so basically compounding the length of your life through arcane decay. Uh, as you look through the actual, there's like some mathematical principle that he's gone through and then there's some biological stuff as well. Most curiously on the pages, as you flick towards the back, you can see almost like a inscription and there is a symbol there that you recognize, a symbol that you had seen whilst walking through this university, a symbol that you had seen on the cutlery that Gorgonbort has. The symbol for the Wasonian Academy of Arcane Institution. So that indicates that he was a staff major. He went here. He had something to do. He has a connection. Yeah. Um, and as you look at that, it hits you most curiously. Other things that you can see that are throughout it, it says he's, he's trying to learn lessons that they were unable to teach him. He always talks about this oppressive nature of of those within power that seem to conceal information from those that are uh, lesser, how big institutions just hide their information and that's a form of control and he's trying to usurp that. He sees his form of study as something that needs to be followed and the ambition and the drive that you're getting from his words is very passion-filled, almost to the manic point. And as you read through it, it's, it's like you're entering the mindset of this individual and scarily enough for you, you kind of relate to some of his mm. finer points. Yeah, absolutely. But there is a sense of hatred or not hatred, but definitely frustration mm. towards some of the more prominent arcane figures. He has distaste with the authority and them dictating what he can and cannot learn. Can't learn. Or frustration. Yeah. Yep. More than completely relates. Yeah. And with um with knowing the nature of necromancy, having mm. had this this orb that you'd been carrying for quite some time that yeah. you know has an arcane nature of necromancy, the looks that you've gotten throughout the plane is just one of um every time you've mentioned it or every time you've tried to use it or every time you've studied it in public, you've got the like a look of distaste. Yeah. Uh, you know that that school is one to be trifled with in, in a cautionary way. Yeah. Especially if you have a demeanor like Delnak seems to have. Yeah. And like you seem to have. Yeah. Well, Morven's definitely can relate. I think Morven is more thinking that the cost of the extension of life may not be worth pursuing, but he is definitely very interested for knowledge's sake. Is also thankful he's an elf. Actually, would I know, would Morvan know what race Dunak would have been? From your memory, he didn't appear to have any of the elven sort of traits, but he looked humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. So whether he has any heritage that you're not sure of, you're not, you don't know, but he he didn't look elven to you outwardly and he looked like a human. The magic that he seems to be dealing with when Morvan checks through the, the grimoire or the tome. Uh, is well, well, well beyond your level. Almost like it's almost more than what a human lifespan could actually ascertain in their time. Yep. And the fact that he has is 
he's either done a lot in a short amount of time or he's sort of succeeded in some elements of mm. what he's been looking through before. Yeah. What's um, the time dilation of where we were and knowing that he had set up his own lib- well, library, his own sanctum for study, would we be thinking that he just continued his study within that? You can assume so. Yeah. And now knowing the difference in time, mm. you've sort of had a little bit of an opportunity to sort of gauge your surroundings a bit more than because of your intelligence level. I'd say you've probably noted that there's probably been about five years that, that you guys have lost. Yeah. Uh, and knowing how long that he said that he was in there, mm. as opposed to the time that's passed, it's probably hundreds of years since he actually walked the plane of Kalimvor. So our time, hundreds of years, but for him it would have been decades yeah, it would so. have been 10 or so yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Is there a college paper? Can we uh, yes. find the year? Yep. Like uh, There is like an arcane glyph on what looks like one of the cupboards, and as you move your hand over it, you can see that the latest uh, news, the uh, Cadmian Tribunal, pops up. And upon that, you can see uh, there is a story there by uh, Kaylee, one of the, the authors there, and you can see that it talks about the blight of adventurers. Uh, and as you read through that, you can see the date it was published and it was probably about five years almost uh, to the day since you guys were last on Kalimbor. And it's at that point, Gorgonbort, where you 100% realise that you guys had some missing time here. Are we? Have we aged? Just to no, curiously. You look exactly like you did yesterday. Morven um, would be thinking if... That book could be inverse, so only a day pass, but as a year in a study term. That'd be another way of not ex- so reversing extend- the, yeah. the flow of time. In that a way might extending- be something mm. you would probably have to investigate the actual tome mm. to see if that's possible. I.e., a okay. hyperbaric chamber like from Dragon Ball. <laughs> <Dragon> Ball. <laughs> Go training. I would be looking at uh, Gorgon Bort and just humoring myself with his attempt to, you know, hide a ladle. And uh, watching Barnabas. You wait till we get soup. (laughs) Chew on his his food. Yeah, Um, You all look at um, Gorgonbort with like an idiocracy sort of look, (laughs) but he just looks at you and says that. (laughs) But I'd also be, again, uh, as I was when we were in the tome, just just watching Morven. Not out of, not out of a thing, but just, 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 just watching. Because I've known Morven for a long time. What's Rengar feeling right now towards Morven? Like you've watched him just, sort of engage in that. Yeah, more of a conversation with and a slight worry, I'd imagine. Yeah, because he's on one hand got a good good friend, but can see that thirst for knowledge, and that could lead lead him astray. That's okay. probably where he's headed. Yeah. So, so I, I will ask this: What did you What did you find from from the book? Oh well, as as I was saying before, he has a. Uh, He's been looking at extending his life through necromancy means, um, but by detracting the life of others, which I personally would find distasteful, uh, and it's why I feel that being an elf, mage, or wizard uh, gives it gives them certain advantages of that of the humans. So, of course, I find it very fascinating, and I'd like to know. But as for practicing, it uh, personally. I could not detract the life of a good person to extend my own, possibly an evil person. And any, did you discern any notes, scribings, or anything that stood out here? Well, again, uh, I'd reiterate his frustration with the college and how 
he always seemed to want to extend his knowledge beyond what was acceptable here. Mm. Um, I let let everyone know that or point out the symbol on the book. Yeah. So I freely share all the information yeah. that I gleaned. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But upon hearing that, I think um, I'd just take this, finish my scotch and uh, I'd just let them know that uh, uh, everyone, I'm, I'm going to go and check out the, um, the Hall of Oracles in four hours' time after my mm. trance sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to join, that's fine. I understand you two need a full eight hours. So, if Morvan, if you'd like to accompany me, then you're more than welcome. If not, then enjoy Morvan would be more inclined to go to that uh, Sanctum Library detour. But if, what is our plan for tomorrow? Are we to look at this forge in the city and see what upgrades we could find? Uh, I'm sure in the five years that has passed. Back to a little bit of come, or? traipsing around the city might mm-hmm. be in order, and mm-hmm. see what we can find. Yeah, all right. So as the two, the three of you bed down, and Rangar does as well for a trance. Uh, the rest is one of the most restful that you've had in a very long time. Uh, throughout the night, you hear this hum, almost like a white noise that seems to permeate through, and that seems to be like a comforting thing that's set into all the dorms. Might be bothering bothersome to some, like you fly buzzing around you. But sounds like the spirits of my head. Like yeah. Closer. <laughs> and as you you guys finally drift off to sleep, four hours pass, and and Rengar, you sort of awaken from your trance more than you also do, if you'd wish to. Uh, you look over and see that Gorgonbort and uh, Barnabas are just <laughs> conked out, mm. sleeping. Can Morven stealthily stash a few more spoons into Gorgonbort's pack? Yeah, yes. so you're very successful. You move over. Does it chuckles a bit? There's some clinking that happens. Yeah, there's some clinking that happens. And as you look down towards um, Gorgonbort, mouth open, drool hanging out the side of his mouth, tusks protruding. Dead to the world. I'm dreaming, <laughs> dreaming of being in like a, one of those caves with like a bunch of gold, but it's just spoons and I'm doing fucking spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then your dream cuts to you throwing javelins at targets and every one is a bullseye. <laughs> it's, I, I imagine like American Beauty, but spoons are falling down. Yeah. <laughs> On a half orc naked body. Uh, uh, I'm going to go and have a look at the, the Hall of Oracles. Well, I'll just more or less off camera presu- peruse or see if I can gain access to the general library and do a general... I don't want to spend a day here, just a general pursuit, yeah, see what's available. Spend a long time here either. Yeah, depending just, on what I find. So where so would you go time. first? Or are you going to, like, I'll say that we, we can expedite the travel to yeah, the yeah. central hub. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you guys make your way through there. And yep. the activity that you see throughout this campus of uh, Quandred is that it's it's next to none during yeah, the okay. night time. Yeah, well, that's why. Well, again, there's more Morvan's curiosity to quickly peruse and see what yeah. is available. Just I'll say um, I'll meet you back here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll go to Morvan first. As you enter this uh, Sarkhanum, basically, you you make the downward trip from the the central spire, and you watch as there's this almost like a tube that sort of sends Morvan down away from you, Renga. And as you enter, you can see just floor to ceiling uh, bookcases. It's like that library from the Beauty and the Beast as as opens up. It's just massive. Uh, you can see various different sort of flying automatons moving around, sorting books constantly through this area. There's a hum of arcane glowing light throughout as well. And you can see an old librarian that seems to be sitting at another circular desk that sort of looks over her nose at you and she says, little 
late to be uh, out of bed is. And then she sees you and she says, you're much older than the students that come mm-hmm. here. And you can see she looks like an old human, but she knows that you're an elf. So I have my solid four hours. Thank you. She gives a nod and she said, a thirst for knowledge is not something that I should detest. Please feel free. This arcanum is there to be read. Mm-hmm. Can I uh, ask for directions to say certain levels of spells, say second, third? She looks to you spells? and she says, uh, what year are you in studying at this academy? I am a guest, but uh, well-traveled. She looks, she like opens her mouth like, oh, and she looks to you and she says, you do have access to the Sarkhanum and I'm sure that as a guest, you have been granted permission to do so. However, as a guest, I can only allow you to peruse uh, the same level of magic as the firsters would have access to. The first. Morgan's more than happy to extend his knowledge, even if it is the first year spells. She gives a nod to you and she says, right this way then. And if you are interested in the history of Wasonia, they are in everybody's college dorm. Yeah. She gives okay. a nod. Um, you eventually make your way uh, to the to the area directed, and I'll get you to roll an investigation check, and I'll tell you what you get. Nat 20, yeah. thank you. With, uh, with a plus 7, oh. 27. Big roll. That's a big roll. Okay, you get uh, Unseen Servant. Uh, you read about this spell that allows you to conjure a uh, ethereal being that can do things for you. Uh, you learn about an abjuration spell called Snare. You see a variation to magic missile called Ice Knife, which seems to basically, it's harder to cast and therefore sometimes misses, but upon impact, the actual dart explodes and does damage to those around. And I'll say that you also Expedious Retreat, increasing one's movement. And through your time there, basically, I'll say it's probably about an hour or so that you spend there sort of researching before you sort of go to regain... But that's what you get, Excellent. and you spend your time researching those first-level spells. During the time, various different automatons come and ask for your assistance, and by the end, it just gets bothersome, and you just <laughs> shoo them away. But they do, every time you're finished with a book, they go to pick it up and move it back to where it goes, and even sometimes when you're not finished with them, and you've mm. got like a lot of them lying around, these automatons come and try to pick it up away from you. And you just <laughs> <laughs> My mage hand is shooing them. Yeah, yeah. And now we cut to Rengar. Rengar, you make your way back out of the uh, the heart of the academy. And as you make your way out there, you begin finding your way to the Hall of Oracles, which you can see is this large dome-like structure, almost stadium-esque with a, with a low-domed top. You can see that the structure itself has an arced entryway and two strong spires that seem to permeate from the left and the right side of the roof. And you also see that there are arced windows that seem to go all the way around. And through what looks like a glass, the, the the roof seems to be almost glass or translucent. You can see what looks like a blue glow humming through there. What would you like to do? Is there portraits? Is there statues? Or uh, The only thing that you see is there seems to be torches that lead into the doorway. But there doesn't seem to be any statues or okay. portraits uh, in this juncture. I want to head to the door. All right. You make your way through. And as you enter... You are met with what looks like a, a dome-like interior. You can see these arcways that enter into a point surround the outsides of this dome. But the thing that draws your eye the most is this sphere. This sphere that sits in the middle. That's It is pretty big. Um, and you can see that it is what was glowing this massive blue uh, arcane light. And that blue light permeates through the hydration that seems to permeate through. 
and you look up and you can see the night sky above that's dulled out by the light of this this orb. Uh, can I just do a perception check, see if there's anyone, anything? Roll a perception check. My- so as you um, look around looking for people, there doesn't appear to be any students, but there does appear to be leveled steps that seem to go down into this beacon or brazier down the bottom, and you can see arcane energy seems to be flowing off of it, almost mist-like. And as you look at that, you hear what sounds like a, a tapping on a marble floor next to you, and you look directly across your shoulder, and you can see Siraj is standing next to you. Evening, Siraj. She says, I thought you'd find your way here. Hmm. What uh, What am I here for? She gestures with her staff around probably three quarters of the way up the walls and you can see there are pillars that seem to permeate across the surrounding. And there seems to be five of them. And atop each pillar you can see statues of people. The first one you had seen before, the central one is a dragonborn holding a staff at the top. A man you know to be Gastrum Obeck. And she says, he was the first, he was the one bequeathed by the founders of the university to be the first staff mage. He wielded this and showed you the staff. After him came Alavius, the wardress, and she points to the next one along. Very beautiful elven woman. And you can see that she says to you, she was responsible for creating the Mythol protects Wissonia to this day from any arcane attack. Her influence on the academy was great, and that Mythol stands to this day. Her sacrifice is always remembered, because in creating the Mythol, it also took her life. She looks to the one next to that, and you can see what looks like an avian sort of figure, uh, mage-like robes as well, massive staff, uh, same to the one that Saharis is, is... Siraj, sorry, is is wielding. And she says, that was Staff Mage Riku. Riku was the longest serving Staff Mage. He was responsible for the sealing Delnak. The men that you said had recently escaped. He is also one of the very few people to have to animate the many structures and uh, statues around the Cadmian city in order to defend it from a Heraclesian attack during one of the territory's war infringements. He was our longest serving staff mage. And then there is her. And you can see a statue of a very familiar woman, uh, a woman that looks exactly like your mother. She says, I believe that she is familiar to you. Very much so. She says, Raydalia, she was my mentor. And the staff mage before me. She was our shortest serving staff mage, but, well, she orchestrated the, uh, let's just say she was, she was awakened. She foresaw that Delnak was returning. She sensed an energy. She was very in touch with this plane, despite being from Almira herself. What of her, her, her human husband do you know? And, uh. And my brother Braxen, have you heard the name? Braxen, I have not heard of, but I believe her human counterpart was was one that accompanied me in order to find this tome from the sunken holes. When I mentioned Arden Cassian, 
a familiarity struck your face. Mm. Yes. It he would is be, alive and well and a great ally. Be good to to see him again. And my brother, if I can find him, he's uh it's rather an animated little character and I'm quite fond of him. From what uh, Arden has told me, his uh his son is indeed ambitious and he is indeed uh well an adventurer like yourself. Mm. You Man. see, this this is why I trusted you upon seeing you and learning your name, Rengar. I believe we have a stronger connection than you even knew. Given that you you've learnt a few things from my mother, uh, I think it's uh probably very true that you might uh, know a little bit more about me than I thought. So she gives a nod and she said, "All good things, I assure you." And <laughs> she smiles. Your mother spoke of you kindly during her time here. Has she returned? She gives a nod. Yeah. She now resides in Almira. She saw her after relaying the prophecy and learning of Delnak's eventual return. It weakened her. And as a result of that weakening, she went back to Elmara to be protected by her own people. Mm. She stood down as staff mage and it was then when I was promoted as founder or promoted by the founders as staff mage. Yes, I wonder if she foresaw her son being the uh, being the one to release Dalnak or not. It might, might have paid to maybe warn me, possibly. That could be an eventuation, but I'm sure she had her reasons. She gives a nod and she says, I believe it was fate that you were to meet Delnak. I do not wish you to see this as a, a failure upon your part. I know right now it seems hard. But, in my opinion, sealing Delnak to the tome was only a temporary solution. Through this catalyst, we may be able to expedite the arcane knowledge required to remove him permanently. Mm, I'm sure time will tell. A task I assume that you would be well involved with. Yes, I think uh, he's implanted his image in my brain and it's going to be one that's hard to not want to pursue and uh, relinquish him from his sarcastic ways. She says... Vengeance is a significant drive. It can push us to the brink and it can allow us to do things that we we never thought we would. But please, know your ambition, know your purpose, and don't let vengeance consume you. If uh, 130 years have taught me anything, it's to be to be cautious. Gives a nod and says, I'm sure Arden would be willing for a reunion. He is in the North Ward, the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. You'll note it by the shield adorned above its doorway. It is quite, uh, you'll see it. Yes, well, I may go and talk to the rest of the, uh, the guys and, uh, We'll make our way over there tomorrow. Gives a nod and she says, I have sent the tome to the various deans for study. If anything is uh, 
Well, if anything is found tonight, we will make sure that you are aware before you leave. Yes, I think just be wary of it and um, probably don't fiddle with it too much. Gives a nod and she says, Arcane fiddling is what we do here. But I assure you, the best deans and mages are working on, on the task. But if anything wants to arise, I am glad that we have the son of Redalia here and his friends to assist. Yes, they're more than adequate at what they do. And uh, if a little bit strange in some ways, uh, but they get the job done. Uh, well, I might return and rest up. She gives a nod, she puts a hand on your shoulder and then you blink and then you're standing next to Morven. She's not there. He watches your pages <laughs> ruffle, removing the page in the bookmarks that you're from, and you just see Damn, these automatrons. Oh, Ranga. <laughs> How'd you go? Ah, oh, this was most fruitful. I could spend a human lifetime in these walls. I'm sure you could, my friend. Uh, shall we return? Yeah, so we'll wake the others. All right. So you make your way back to your room, and eventually, as dawn breaks, you wake your party. And you are up for a day of adventure. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes, and giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you. And remember, share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories geeks out over narrative roleplay and loves D&D. We'll see you next time.